and excellence for me therefore is it's really about a state of being um, yeah. your nature passion isn't attaining it it's about pursuing it because there's always more excellence more of who we are that we can open into whereas the the sense you get with impeccability is it sort of speaks to standards standards okay. you can either achieve the standard or fall below it so it's more of a sort of binary yes or no type of of system welcome to coaches and mentors and wrapped the show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself we're your hosts Roz and mike we both did have it easy growing up through our story we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have this would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Good evening, Neil. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors and Rats. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Hi, Neil. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. I've been eagerly waiting for this conversation. Um, today's topic for the sake of our listeners is the pursuit of excellence. Uh, one that I really is quite dear to my heart and, and I can't wait for us to get stuck in. But before we start, I would like to kind of read out just a short bio um, from Neil and then I'll hand it over to Neil for Neil to introduce himself. So um, Neil's personal story uh, of, of transformation starts from him being a civil law barrister to a mindful mindfulness expert. Um, and he inspires others to take action in their lives. He's a founder of The Conscious Professional and the author of 100 Mindfulness Meditations and Conscious Leadership. So that's a, just a very short, succinct summary. But I want to hand it over to you, Neil, just to give us you know, your reasons you know, for actually moving away from being, you know, being a barrister to, to doing what you're doing now. So over to you, Neil. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I suppose in my 20s, I'd, I'd landed this kind of very cool job of being a barrister. Um, but in my backstory, even before that, I had um, trained as a Reiki master, uh, which is an energy healing system, which you might find at a spa. And, you know, uh, people, most people have come across it in some way or another now. So become a Reiki master. I'd got interested in meditation just by reading books. I got I taught myself yoga from reading a book when I was a teenager. Um, so I had this kind of interest in other things. So by the time I was a barrister, I was very much sort of almost living these two lives. Um, I'd be in court during the day and on the evenings and weekends, um, I'd be you know giving Reiki treatments, teaching meditation, doing bits of coaching and stuff. Um, so it was about eight years in um, to my career when I was just walking back from work one day in the car park um, and a, a friend from bar school bounded up to me and goes, hey, Neil, hey, you know, uh, no, he said, hey, Neil, um, how's it going? I hear one of the rising stars of the civil bar, which I'd never heard before. But what happened in my head was like this spiritual insight dropped into me, which was your star is rising in the wrong field, you have to leave. <laughs> so this like insight lands in me just with like the pure energy of truth jangling around inside my body, like a gong going off. Um, and so I decided to listen to it. 
and um, I wrapped up my my practice as a barrister. Um, wow! And yeah, about five months it took to do that, and then I left. So um, when I left, I didn't know what I was going to do, which would have been a better plan <laughs> if I'd known, <laughs> known what I was going to do, but I didn't. Um, but what I had was I had um, my meditation practice, and by then I'd met my teacher um he's sort of you know meditation teacher mentor coach she kind of holds quite a lot of roles for me um and we'd met and i've been studying with her for the last about 14 years now and she led me on this basically a journey of going back to nothing to listening to myself and kind of what was coming through in my practice um and through that process which i'm still living out to this day um, everything else has sort of unfolded around it, including the business arrived in you know, a few years on, the conscious professional arrived in a meditation with the logo, the name that it was about mindfulness. Um, and yeah, then the book came and, you know, the second book and yeah, just gradually it's sort of been unfolding like a flower from a very sort of small start um, to having developed a bit of a rep- reputation in this field. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the story in a nutshell. Wow, wow, Neil. Yeah. Um, just to ask as well, and also for our listeners, what inn were you part of? I was part of. So I was a member of Lincoln's Inn, but my chambers okay. was in the inn. So you have okay, to join me to eat your dinners. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I did yes. that at Lincoln's Inn, which is one yeah. of the most beautiful ones. But then my chambers, which was Twelve Kings Bench Walk, is in the inner temple. Okay. That's where I practice from. It's just on the south side of Fleet Street. Yes, awesome, awesome. Um, I'm kind of yeah. I I tried to dip my toes into law, and then I was just like, oh no, that's not for me. The first thing they taught me was tort law, and I was just like, bye. <laughs> I'm not doing this. But um, <laughs> but we move. Yes, yeah, we, we do move. <laughs> Thank you, Neil, for that for that um, background. I mean, it, it must have been very daunting when you took that leap without knowing what to do. But I think a few things you mentioned there, which resonated where you, you listened to your inner self through meditation. You had a coach and a mentor who guided you and obviously kind of took you from nothing to really, you know, listening to your inner voice to to guide you to where you're at, which for me, it's incredibly tough. It's it's incredibly difficult. It's not an easy process, but look, look at where you are now, right? You know, you yeah. found something that you love doing. You, 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 you know, it sounds like it's very purposeful. And we love talking to purposeful coaches and mentors. That, exactly. that is the goal of the show. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that story with us. But um, another thing which, you know, a couple of my colleagues before, I, you know, I mentioned I'll be talking to you today about the pursuit of excellence. One of them came up and, you know, came up with a question. So, Mike, how would you define excellence and how would you differentiate it between excellence and impeccability so i'm just keen to for you just spend 30 seconds or a minute on it just to 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 help help us understand what the differences are yeah so and i suppose this arises out of the fact that you know one of my um passions is the pursuit of of excellence and so for me it's sort of quite a personal sort of resonance to it and excellence for me therefore is it's really about a state of being um, yeah. you'll know the passion isn't attaining it it's about pursuing it because i think it's always more excellence more of who we are that we can open into whereas yeah. the the sense you get with impeccability is it sort of speaks to standards 
standards okay. you can either achieve the standard or fall below it. So it's more of a sort of binary yes or no type of, of system. Whereas excellence, it's really a state of being. And I think we can all um, move towards and um, higher states of being, higher states of, of excellence. So that's how I would kind of differentiate the two. Okay, so to, to the person that asked me without giving any names out, um, there you go. That, that That's your response. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so, so thank you. Um, if, if I'm completely new to this topic, right, uh, my understanding of excellence wasn't what you just described. Um, uh, how do I go on that journey? Where do I start just to know that I'm on this level and these are the things I need to do to to attain a certain level of excellence what, what what does that journey look like and even is there a journey or such a thing called a journey of, of, of pursuit to excellence yeah so um i suppose the particular focus of my work is helping uh professionals who are already um you know high achievers and capable of outputting excellence in their external world. A lot of my work is about helping them to bring the same degree of excellence that they bring to whatever it is they're doing to their inner self, to their inner world of thoughts, emotions, and sensations, so that they can befriend themselves in a deeper way, so that they can navigate um, you know, some of the trappings of the human mind, which is often beset by negativity, anxiety, um, you know, low mood, sadness, all these types of things can come our way. Um, and so having some sort of practice which allows us to feel skillful in our inner spaces. And one of the, I suppose, inspirations for my work was seeing that a lot of the external excellence um, that I saw around me when I was practicing law was not matched by the inner excellence or inner stability of the yeah. same individuals. And it seemed to me like a bit of a blind spot, like why was nobody talking about this or bringing attention to it? Um, and so, you know, that's that's really been uh, one of my whys, I suppose. You know, that's, I, want to, I want to help people match those two things up. Um, and I don't really like the idea of excellence as a sort of another stick to berate ourselves with, um, because, you know, the pursuit of excellence, you know, often it's about um, starting in a really conscious, self-affirming place. Um, and where someone is at the beginning of that journey might not look very excellent to someone else's eyes. You know, ultimately, we're all doing the best we can with the situation that we've landed in. Um, so it's really more of a practice. You know, it's like, how are we looking to uh, to learn to better ourselves, to become more capable of laughing and loving? You know, keep it quite simple. Yeah. Um, and that's really, you know, the gem of, of this journey is that we all start where we are. There are no requirements for that there's no entry requirements for that um and what i love is when people you know get into that sort of uh journey of self-development um and then start to see the benefits and the manifestations of that in their relationships in their career um in their life situation 
and then it leads them on and then it, it becomes a, a passion in themselves. Um, and I think lifelong learning is something that can be you know, really a wonderful anchor um, you know, from whatever position we're starting from and wherever we seek to take it. Um, but for me, it's not about, you know, excellences, X amount of money and this type of car on the drive. Um, it's, it's all about, you know, how aligned are you between who you actually are and what, what you're doing, your behaviors, your actions, your conversations, um, and not just externally, but internally, you know, how are you relating to yourself? To what degree are you able to um, hold yourself in compassionate awareness and motivate yourself from that space rather than from um, judgment or criticism or you know, all sorts of ways in which we beat ourselves up? Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if this was the conversation that you were looking for, but this is this is my take on on excellence and the journey of it. Yeah, no, it's, it's super insightful. And I think. I, you know, I'm I'm certainly learning a lot of things on this conversations because when I think about excellence, I, I I do know about a lot of the things you talked about, right? The thoughts, the emotions, the sensations, the learning, bettering ourselves, loving and loving, all those things. I know them in parts, but I think what you've just done here is you brought it all together under the topic of excellence, and a lot of those things as well is it's inwardly affecting. It's not so much outwardly because the way I thought of excellence was yeah, to your point, you know, achieving a certain level of status and, you know, you feeling great about the successes that you've achieved or, or being good at certain things, right. Or, or all things, you know, yeah. you're excellent. We use the word excellent quite loosely, but yeah. I think what I'm hearing from you is, it's just matching what's outside, making sure that it's in line with what's inside, which is even more important. Um, and you talk about laughs and loving and, and all those things. And I just hope that our listeners really understand excellence in that sense, as opposed to what we all know to be excellent. Right. Um, so no, I think it was certainly what I wanted to understand from, from, you know, the word yeah. or the topic, the pursuit of excellence. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's such an important one because, um, you know, see, you see a lot of people who are, successful in the sort of traditional societal sense of of the word which is usually yeah. you know, measured in in money and status and stuff yeah. um, but actually they they're not necessarily aligned with who they are and what they're doing they're not necessarily happy they're not necessarily thriving in their relationships um you know sometimes they are and that that's wonderful you know um but that isn't what it's got to look like for everyone else. You know, um, if I'd remained a, a barrister, um, I would have a very different life uh, to the life that I have now. But I would do what I do now anyway, even if nobody paid me. Don't tell my clients. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's kind of priceless. And in yeah. fact, there isn't anyone that I can point to and say, oh, I, you know, I wish I was that step up the ladder or whatever, because it's so personal. You know, yeah. what, I've, what I've done as a process is really about what's what's true for me, what's emerging from me, what's what wants to come through and be expressed in this lifetime by by me, um, that it just is is what it is. Um, and um, that's why the, the doing 
feels like flow and even the work feels like um you know something that i would just want to do anyway that's yeah. great yeah that's great um I mean, from my research, you have developed, you know, specific courses, workshops and talks to inform, challenge and inspire professionals. Can you please enlighten us on, on this process and, and some of the workshops that you undertake with, you, with your clients? Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we like to do is kind of draw the links between mindfulness and the philosophies of mindfulness. Um and professional skills or or even just what professionals are going through our most popular course over um the time of the pandemic um has been mindfully navigating change and uncertainty as we've kind of all been challenged to uproot ourselves from our habits and routines and places of work perhaps and um and find completely new new ways of making everything work um and so the workshops are experiential and um, they allow people to, you know, we, we practice in every session, every session, there'll be at least one practice. Um, and so the intention is to help people drop into a bit more space mm. to help them actually listen to something a little bit beneath the surface, even if it's just for five minutes um, and to notice what's important. You know, is there something that's been bubbling away that, um, they haven't given words to yet, but actually it's there. It's a need, it's a desire, or it's, you know, something needs to change. There's a conversation that needs to happen. Um, and so we try and filter, you know, you get a load of professionals on a call, got a lot of busy minds at the beginning of it. So we try and sort of settle everyone down, inspire them, entertain them a bit, get them into some practice, and then allow some insight and revelation to come through um, and then give people some tools um, if they want to continue those practices or apply their insight into some sort of actionable step. Um, so yeah, that's sort of, you know, if there was a formula, that's kind of the formula of what, what we like to do. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to, to do this work. With an influx of talent on the market, what trends have you seen before and after COVID with your clients desire to achieve new levels of excellence? So I think the um, the pandemic has been a bit of a sorting out of priorities for lots of people. Um, and so I think people have noticed or are starting to notice. And I think it's taken a while to just sort of calm down a bit into, you know, the new normal and to, to figure out that actually, you know, we're still in it, like it's not going away, not everything is normal, we still can't do everything that, you know, we used to be able to do and all this type of stuff. But it's been this real kind of shakedown of people figuring out what is important to them. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the way that professionals are looking at their careers is is changing. And the whole conversation that started pre-pandemic, um, you know, around well-being at work, um, is only going to increase as you know people want more flexibility they want more balance they may have seen their kids more over the last year and a bit than they have in the previous three yeah. years yeah they don't want to give that up they yeah. want to, they want to be there um and so you know there's still an unfolding situation there um, and I also think people have learned to be a little bit kinder to themselves. Of course, yeah. Um, 
because you know this is an unprecedented situation that we're all flowing through um and you know we've all struggled in our own ways um, yeah. and shown up for people around us that have struggled um so i think it's been quite humanizing as well as you know in some ways it's quite connecting as well globally to think you know we've we've all traveled through um well there's that nice saying you've traveled through the same storm but in different boats which i think is very true um yeah but we have been through this experience that does connect us um and you know if we if we're connecting uh with compassion then i think that's that's got to be helpful as a global community yeah um one thing you were basically saying earlier in regards to you know everyone well everyone's on a different journey right and you know like you saying that covid is one of those things that have you know the pandemic has basically connected all of us but what is one of the success most profound success story that you could share with us um today on the podcast so i think probably the the things that have touched me the most um a couple of times i've received emails after sessions sometimes you know, quite a long time after it where the the person has basically said that the insight that they had during the workshop saved their life oh, um, wow yeah and um yeah i've never talked about that before actually but yeah it's uh, um yeah just sort of was profoundly moved by that um and um so you know it, it gives me that sense that you know the work you don't necessarily know what people are feeling and going through on the other side of it when you lead people through these types of introspective processes and we of course have to lead them through them skillfully and and carefully and look after people through it um but you know like i had deep insights and you know it changed my life um back in 20 2008 um you know people people can have these types of revelations and um uh so yeah so that that was pretty inspiring to me to to feel like you know there's a real kind of tangible difference yeah very humbling yeah that change was occurring that's great that's fantastic um to hear as well um and thank you for sharing that with us first time yeah, on yeah, coaches and mentals unwrapped yeah. <laughs> yeah. um neil can you share with us three practical steps that our listeners can adapt in order to improve and elevate to a new level of excellence yeah so um almost summarizing really where we've been in this uh conversation but i think the first thing when we're thinking about where we're headed to in terms of excellent it's to check your starting point so in the here and now make sure that you're setting off from a position where you're trying to cultivate yourself as already enough yeah you're moving into another layer of of excellence simply because there's an urge and intention and impulse to do so but it's not because you're not okay as you are everything is good it's enough right where you are when we when we don't start from that place when we're sort of already starting from judging ourselves as wrong or bad or a problem or whatever then we're going to bring that energy into what we're trying to step forward into um so the first point is just give yourself a bit of a break 
um, and let yourself just settle into the fact that, you know, this is exploration, this is adventure, this is playful, this is fun, right? It's learning and all learning has failure and success and ups and downs and all the rest of it. Yeah. So, um, so kind of check the starting point. Second one is to make sure you're going in the right direction. So if you've been doing something for a number of years and it has not brought you happiness, doing the same thing with more money and a better job title is unlikely to get you anywhere closer to the happiness that you're really looking for. Hallelujah. Um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that you're going in the right direction. If you get a sense from that, that maybe you're not, do a bit of work on it. Do a bit of an inquiry into it. What are your options? You know, if you if you can afford to work with a coach, you can help you through a bit of a transition process. Fantastic. If not, talk to your friends. Um, reach out to the network. You know, there are people who you know you can run your ideas by. Um, so you know, f- remember we're looking for a- alignment, and excellence is actually one of the outcomes of of alignment. So if we can be aligned between who we are, what we do, and you'll know because you'll be smiling more you'll feel lit up, you'll want to do it anyway, um, then that's a really good um, clue that you're onto the right thing. And then the third one is a very short practice, uh, which is called FHB. Um, You can do it in about a minute. Um, So it's F is feet on the floor. H is hands on the heart. So it's like a physical practice to go through. And B is body and breathing. So what we're going to do, I'll just lead us through the practice very briefly. So you bring your awareness to the feet. See if you can shepherd your awareness all the way down from the brain, all the way down, but still in the body to the bottom of the feet and just connect. So feel the feet on the floor. So that's F, feet on the floor. The second part is to place your hands on your heart. So placing your hands on your heart immediately allows you to recognize that you are a heart-centered being. The heart is actually the most powerful electromagnetic organ in the body, more powerful than the brain. And the first electrical signal moves from the heart to the brain in the human baby, not the other way around. So just feel that, feel that sense of, of power, of electricity, of love that is right here in the heart. And then body on breathing. So we're just feeling the sensations of the breath in the body. And this is a great practice to do in the morning when you wake up. It's a great practice to do before you make a decision about what you're going to do that day or a big decision. Just allows yourself to get into the body. Remember who you are. So FHP, that's the third tip. Love an acronym. So FHP is, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's it's stuck on coaches and mentors now. (laughs) Um, I take it, does it help if you close your eyes or kind of, it doesn't matter what you guys are doing. Uh, to you, I prefer to close my eyes. Um, but yeah, people practice differently. So whatever works for you is absolutely fine. That's that's incredible. Um, you literally, that was a, a mic drop uh, in the last acronym there. Um, thank you so much, Neil. Um, in terms of our listeners connecting with you, I know you're on LinkedIn. Uh, how? What other kind of channels can, can our listeners connect with you uh, again you know i know you've written some books as well so can you share those with us yeah so um the two books i wrote one is called 100 mindfulness meditations um it's like a recipe book of meditations to inspire your practice um and it's good for students and teachers of the practice alike 
Um, and then the second one is conscious leadership. Um, and um, the subtitle of that one is reveal your potential, inspire excellence. Um, so it's very much aligned with what we're talking about today. And actually, the title of that book was going to be self-mastery. Um, but in the process, we changed it to conscious leadership. And then neilseligman.com, you'll find lots of ways to connect with me there. And for the corporate work, it's theconsciousprofessional.com. And one more thing, look out for my new course, Zen in 10, which is the 10-day mindfulness challenge for people who think they can't meditate. Um, so that's coming out very, very soon too. And it'll be on the website. On the website. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. No, it's been good. It's been good. Time flies when, when you're when you're learning. Um, and, you know, half an hour has just gone just like that. Um, I'm not going to summarize it because, again, it'll be in the short notes. But I, I just want to leave our listeners with the acronym FHB, which yep. is feet on the floor for the F. Uh, hands on the heart for the H and body and breathing, basically feeling your breath as, you know, as your hands is, you know, are on your heart. Uh, and that's for the B. So FHB, uh, that's amazing. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right there. And I just want to just say, look, thank you, Neil. It's been, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And yeah, anything from you, Ross? No, thank you very much, Neil. And thank you guys for tuning in on another week on Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. Absolutely. Take thank care. You. Thank you. All the best, guys. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Bye. 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 For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email support at cm-unwrapped.com thanks for listening until next time remember inch by inch you form a stitch and one percent improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year that's absolutely staggering let's go get this guys